All right, it's Bud Pod 107, uh, which uh, sounds like a lucky number, Phil. Well, that's just because it's, it's, it's got a seven in there. Do you know why seven is lucky number for two dice? I think maybe I've talked about this before. At this point, we're just I'm just repeating myself every eight, two episodes. Do you know why seven is lucky number for two dice? Is it like uh, it can only be formed by the fewest combos? Opposite. It's the... <laughs> It's the combination you're most likely to get. Hmm. Yeah. Seven. But then, surely it's the least lucky because it's the most likely. Yeah, I know. You'd think that. But, um... People are idiots. I think it just feels lucky because it comes up all the time. Right. uh, Before they understood uh, probability, they were like, this must be an inherently lucky number to keep happening. (laughs) God loves this number. (laughs) I guess it does sound, Um, sound like heaven. Um, it does. <laughs> we have with us today a guest. When I can't, I can't remember the last time I had a guest. It's because uh, I don't know. Because was it Glenn? Well, was it Glenn or Adam Hess? I think it was Glenn. Yeah, one, of the, was, one of the two. Mm, but the point is that they're both being blown out of the water this week by Stuart Laws. <laughs> yeah. Stuart Laws, everyone's yeah. favorite friend. <laughs> I've never Stuart met Laws. The member of the Twitter viral thread Illuminati. That's right. Mm, that's true. We get to go to meetings every year and people have got conspiracies about what we're up to. And people say, oh, do you remember? Do you remember Charlie bit my finger? That was us. And every ah, good days, good days. Anything viral <laughs> was them, was you. We gave those, those two poor, unfortunate children the chance to go to private school. <laughs> you know, that's the... the finale of that charlie bit my finger what they went to private school is it paid for them to go to private really school? did it yeah what did, did like saint ambrosius academy be like with <laughs> two local boys of such provenance would be we'd be proud to have them among the ranks of our students here something like that he bit his finger ah well, and thus <laughs> how, did they, they how did they monetize that just from like youtube ad revenue uh, just from like uh, appear back in those days on YouTube, I think you had to then do like proper appearances and go on TV and everything like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah you got you got invited on the news and stuff, and then people they, did they do like some sort of insane Christmas album or something? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, well, to be honest, it is still in my top three Christmas albums of all time. The Charlie bit my finger. Can you imagine those two boys at school, hits. and they're out of place, and someone's like, "How did you end up here?" And he just points across. The quad, and he goes, "Well, he, I bit his finger. <laughs> One day I bit his finger. One day I bit his finger, and and Papa was filming. I mean, how much more of a sort of butterfly flapping its wing can you imagine? A child bites a finger, and they end up with. I mean, I guess it is still within the realms of their own life. I guess if it ended up with you know World War Three, that would be more of a butterfly effect." It's purely, it's properly the American dream, though, isn't it? Except in in England, it yeah, is the American in, dream because it's wealth wherever it was acquired by essentially eating something, <laughs> <laughs> or at least or trying to trying to eat something you shouldn't. <laughs> yes, danger danger to children. Um, Money yes. through danger to children is the American dream. So, Stu, what are Stu's viruses? I mean, viral videos. 
Uh, viral, okay, viral so, so there, there's, a, there's the the message you sent to uh, a pilot in the plane that you were on. The one that started. Is that the first all. one? Yeah, that was the first that's time that zero. you that I hit above that uh, above a hundred, and that's when you go, oh my, oh my word, what a world this yeah. is. But then I think that whether that that did a few, it did maybe eighteen k likes. Good. Yeah, actually, maybe I don't, uh, uh, it was exciting. That's the point, and and the point was, I took I did that three weeks previous. What do you mean? And then went oh, like I was on a flight and I uh. had a chat room, and I was like, oh, I'll put in my name as pilot, and did this little conversation. <laughs> Took a little photo of it. Oh, that's funny. And it's I just it's all other about passengers it. talking to you, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, the secret is that it was my partner at the time. Oh wow! Yeah, this is why he's wow. in the Illuminati. Yeah. God. So we had a little meeting. We said, let's go viral in a couple of weeks. Interesting. <laughs> Why in the world? You exist. You exist in that uneasy gap between crazy viral things that happen and the didn't happen of the year awards Twitter account. Well, let's go into why the hell no one has ever tagged me into any of that stuff yeah and i I can guess one of the reasons is that i'm a bloke yeah (laughs) i was about to say you're a you're a guy and that is 99 percent of the rationale their coverage uh covered um yeah it's it's always stunned it's always a woman saying uh, oh i nearly dropped an orange this morning but i I caught it and then a a thousand guys (laughs) going you're a fucking liar what do you live in a magic world and they're just (laughs) furious at this like mundane completely believable event whereas you are there saying like i impersonated i technically broke aviation law by impersonating a pilot <laughs> and, um, yeah, oh, this is a good lad actually that was on uni lad it was on lad bible so, <laughs> it was called a genius for so it So it wasn't hidden from the angry lads it was shoved right, right in their faces and they didn't and they suspect said yes. a thing yeah do you think that's like the equivalent of a bank robbery where you just walk in dressed as the guy who owns the bank get the money and leave like it's so brazen that the lads either uni or biblical uh, <laughs> didn't just they just thought he's must must be fine must be kosher just dress up as the monopoly man driving sort of a pewter car <laughs> straight into the bank <laughs> yeah. load it up boys <laughs> it's me the bank owner the one who you've always <laughs> imagined looks like this Oh, yo, what yes, is Mr. Sir. Monopoly's name? <laughs> money, his money bags. It's all money bags, right? Uh, and that's what is that first and last name? Like money bags? Rich Uncle or... Penny bags? Rich Uncle Penny bags? Is it penny bags? All those money bags. Ooh, penny crap. bags is um, Pennywise's colleague. <laughs> colleague? Why would a colleague have the same similar name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've just got the same first name. Penny and they went, we should team up. <laughs> Pennybags uh, is the butler that Batman had before Alfred. Oh, no, you're right. It's, his name is Rich Uncle Pennybags. Rich Uncle Pennybags. <laughs> so his first name is Richard. <laughs> Middle name Uncle. <laughs> it implies that he comes from a, an Eastern European or, or African or maybe far Eastern culture where people just call him Uncle Pennybags as a mark of just mm. general respect for him as an older man. Um, yeah. And he happens to be rich. Yeah, whereas Auntie Pennybags is constantly getting dobbed into didn't happen of the year. <laughs> She's just trying to issue her stock reports and people... percent <laughs> <laughs> growth at D-H-O-T-Y-A. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> 
<laughs> those those tweets and those tags are among the most aggressively unpleasant of Twitter, and that's a high bar. Mm, I used to follow that Twitter account because I was like, oh, this is funny, just sort of you know, because it was like people doing stuff like I spoke to my eight-year-old this morning who took one look at the Brexit report and said, "I think this will be bad for the future." Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's funny that people are doing stuff like that for online clout. And then over the time, you're like, oh, yeah, it's always just women they're retweeting. Yeah. And then uh, mixed in there, you've got all the ones which are like, uh, my four-year-old just said that surely a federalist approach to the United <laughs> Kingdom. Would, you know, And you go, okay, that's that's very lame that you made that up. But then, yeah, mixed in there is just a, this morning, my, fed, my four-year-old's uh, finished reading a simple book for children and said, I love you, mum. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's fair. That's, that's and plausible. And you got these replies from like angry guys with very pixelated mid-game football uh, photos. Yes, it's always football games. As their profile, oh. yeah, picture. For some reason, they've gone, that moment, that pixelated moment is, is me. That sums me up. And they're always replying. Yeah, they're always replying going like, a, oh, a four-year-old who can read. Nice try, Mrs. <laughs> Jenkins or whatever, and it's so much more depressed. It's such a self-own on their life. It's so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> because they're like, I couldn't read till I was nine. And they're just <laughs> furiously doubting these basic skills. Ugh, it's, it's when did you porn. learn to read, Stu? The, the, the podcast, Pod Legend, is that uh, Pierre started reading um, surprisingly late. Yeah. For how much he reads yeah, now? No. Well, how old are you? I don't, I don't know. How do you know when you started? It's quite reading? hard See, to remember. Have you got a newspaper from the first? Yeah, the day first you read. date you read. Yeah, what's the first date you ever? Read? <laughs> well, see, this is the thing, Stu. Is I started reading late enough that I remember the process of learning to read. Wow. Whereas in the UK, from what I understand, people are still like shitting in their pants and going blah blah blah, and everyone's going, "It's time to read," and they're they're completely they're already trying to go. Yes, but Freshers' Week is quite the time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a gag. Viral. <laughs> Can't wait for this podcast to go. I didn't viral. go to university. This is so why I don't know about we, we're having you on this week, Stuart. We want this episode oh, to, go how to go viral. Okay. Okay. I'll do my we, best. We know you best. are. You are. You are the Wuhan of internet content. Yes. <laughs> and I, I keep pushing that nickname. I've been pushing it for the last five years, and it <laughs> it came so relevant. Uh, I, about this time last year, I don't know why. Do you hand laws? <laughs> but but uh, Phil, you've gone epic viral. Yeah. You've gone big time viral, more than more than any of us can comprehend, right? Um, the Tom Hiddleston video that was like, God, I think got up to sixty five thousand retweets or 70,000 something. Oh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. huge. I mean, that's just. I think that's just because it had someone from the Avengers in it. That's all it is. <laughs> I just tapped into that. I guess your market. baseline is. Is so what? We, what are you looking at, uh, Phil? For like a basic tweet that you do, what would you expect in terms of likes? In terms of likes, what's your baseline? Um, yeah. I think unless it's like late hundreds, I'd be disappointed. Right. I mean, it, but it depends. Yeah. It depends what kind of tweet. like. If there's a tweet that you think is a joke and you want that to go around, you want that to be eight to eight hundred. If it's like just info, if it's like come to my show, those never go. Those never do very well, so I expect those maybe like, I mean, yeah. those are good like fifty likes. Like people on Twitter hate it when the the person who they follow because they're funny and they'd like to see live sometime tells them how to do that. 
Yeah, how is the Bud Pod Twitter account doing? Are you still lo- are you hemorrhaging followers? Well, we're, gro- we're growing slowly, but it's this thing of like two steps forward, 2.1 steps. <laughs> yeah, so in the week when you're not tweeting, yeah. just during that week, it or grows just, steadily. Or just and retweeting, then you tweet. yeah, just retweeting listener content or listeners being like, oh, this is exactly how Marjorie would climb out of a vent or something, you know, and you go, oh, yeah, it is. And you retweet that and that kind of works. Whereas if you go, oh, new episodes out, people go, oh, I'm sick, sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> At D-H-O-T-Y-A. <laughs> yeah. 107 episodes of Bud Pod. Don't think so. There's no way this will last me on 20 episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah whereas I think that was about first... where I started, actually. Yeah. Because uh, the first, first lot, I was like, you know what? I'll let them find their feet. I'll let them find their feet. And boy. Uh, I think what happens when someone starts a new... Uh, podcast of someone you know you're just like oh yeah well done yeah and then you're like after a little while you're like oh you know what actually i, I will have a proper listen to that I'll, I'll put some time in it but everyone's doing so much of it it's just like you can't go to every dinner party right yeah mm-hmm. i mean so ev- you take your time everyone we know makes content yeah it's too much it's, it's, What's it's amazing- how we communicate with each other i think i know <laughs> i know stuff about people that i know personally mainly from the content I don't talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, I found out Harriet had got a dog called Sunil Patel the dog from her podcast. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. I <laughs> I, uh, I, have friends who don't stay in touch with me as much because they listen to this and they go, well, I've hung out with Pierre weekly. For... <laughs> yeah. I'm completely up to date with him. That... Well, I find that if you're just listening to the podcast and occasionally you just out loud just go, uh-huh, yeah, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, then it just that does your socialising. I mean, it's about day. as much input i normally have in the group conversation anyway i i if there's more than two people in the room i i'm i'm become non-audience member basically callous callous wang um i'm not i'm not like plotting to kill him it's just that no no but you don't see any need to you know you don't you don't feel i need to leap in no 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 i i find that um sometimes i get freaked out when i just go on like you sort of go, okay, I'll have a look on Netflix or a look on Amazon Prime or whatever. And then you just go, oh, right. Um, there are 11 seven series, 20 episodes of series crime thrillers from the last five years that not only have I not seen, I haven't heard the titles and I've never heard of anyone in them. And there's another seven from every country in the world. There's a Spanish one on there. There's a one from like, not, not uh, like, like a southern taiwan it's not even a a taiwanese right it's the southern and it's just like the avalanche of content becomes like briefly visible above your head like the spaceship from independence day and you go oh god and then you remember that all of your friends are doing podcasts and doing stuff and the scale of it yeah if if, if any of it survives archaeologically we're going to look mental it's something like i I can never (laughs) decide if um there is not enough representation in media or far too much representation. <laughs> we, like, is everyone represented now? Have we gone yeah. too far the other way? It feels like an insane thing to say now that we need to improve representation. Because we're all Cause individually represented. Yeah, we all have our own yeah, we, <laughs> When you can watch a working class Peruvian homicide procedural (laughs) (laughs) now right now i could find it (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. and also like i find that the ones um from i think it was a polish one i think which 
the titles are must be more enigmatic in the home language because I think the Polish one I saw on Netflix last night is just called The Crime. <laughs> I thought that can't, that can't be as stupid in Polish. You think someone in, in Poland just Googling that? Is, surely someone's done this. <laughs> yeah. Just Google it, Google it. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, we got it. We bagged it, boys. Thecrime.com. The Crime. Yeah, whereas sometimes... And then there's other ones that'll be like, like you say, a Peruvian one or like a... There could be like a Turkish one. I think there's a Turkish one on Netflix as well, where they'll just be called something like Murders or The Scene or stuff like that. And there's just so few... The Field, The 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 Woods. There's lots of the nouns, where the noun is an area where a body might be found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Bridge. Mm. I, I never watched... I, need, I didn't even start the Scandi... Uh, the Scandi crimes. And yeah, they're all they're all right, but again, another avalanche of uh, of content. Too much People content. Well, I thought whispering. I thought when it came when someone that comes around, I go, oh, I'll watch it next week. And then by next week, there's already five more. They re- they just reproduce like some alien, <laughs> and you're like, oh, there's more, and you can't. And then you just don't bother starting anywhere because there's too much. Yeah, and they they all have different gimmicks. All the detectives have different little gimmicks to make them special. You know what they should do is they should release a TV show that has no audio. It's just subtitled so that you can listen to a podcast at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, black and white movies come back so you can double up on the content. Yeah, because you've got to get through it. Like they brought out the you know, one and a half and two times listening speed for podcasts. Yes, 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 yes. And they can you can do that on Netflix with some TV shows as well. You can watch at different speeds. Can you? Yeah, which I think is, you know, Scorsese is he's an old timer and he's livid about sort of roller coaster cinema and all of that. Uh, but there are elements of watching a film where you're like, okay, we well just don't watch a film if you're going to watch it at two times speed. Although the I, <laughs> I think film, I think maybe the Irishman is an example where I think that's fair enough. If you're... Yeah, eight times speed for yeah. the Irishman. That, I guess that it... does make them move more like young people. I was about to say, yeah, that's the only way that their fight could look like it was the fight of anyone under a thousand years old, like a mummy. These stiff-shouldered punches. Um, which aspects of, of, of content and posting and virality and online, Stu, do you find to be sort of... Um, not like overwhelming, but like give you pause or make you think like, oh, where's that going to go? Do you have anything that you think, oh? This is why I try not to put anything very personal up online. Or if I do, it's done in, it, it's never done in like a spur of the moment post or tweet or something yeah. like that. It's like put, it's filtered through mm. either a live show or a short film or something like that. Because then I've had time to think and reflect on what I want out there that somebody could, in the big database of me. I think... I think that's actually great. I think I, I I think it's such it's become a rare and precious thing for someone online not to be earnest and and to actually keep a bit of themselves to themselves and actually make jokes and content that just exist for their own merit and not in order to express some dark element of their psyche or their emotional state or their personal history. What I'm saying, Sue, is that I'd you're say, a hero. Yes. I think... Right, there's that whole thing of when you're a stand-up, right, and you've got... You 
give the audience a bit of information, you should also give them a joke. Uh huh. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, a standard have thing. we made? Are we supposed to do that? Oh no! <laughs> oh, I did not find. I did. I was not told that note. <laughs> I said the same on Twitter. Like you're, if you're a comic and you're trying to do to make a serious point, you've got to put a. It's got to be done through the filter yeah. of a, yeah. a joke, right? Otherwise. What what is this? You've got aspirations of being a political commentator only. Everyone, every, it's like everyone yeah. wants be to that. be the mayor at the moment. Like, why does everyone want to be the mayor? Everyone's running. <laughs> everyone's running a campaign to be the mayor. They're going on Twitter right now is just like driving down a street of houses, and outside everyone's house is their own signboard that says <laughs> "Vote me." For what? What's happening? <laughs> I, I definitely feel like if I want to be like, here's a thing. Is a serious thing that I think maybe you should pay attention to. I'll retweet someone who's more qualified, who's making that point, rather than making it myself. I feel that's a better way of doing it. Yeah, things, right? I, I, I do the same thing, and also to avoid any of the issues of like uh, qualification, but also should you be getting involved or whatever it is. Like the 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 times mm. where I've got involved myself, where I've thought. No, no, I can, I can legitimately do this. I think is very, very. It's like one or two, maybe ever. Yeah, yours is about the issue of whether or not cats' tails should be removed. Yes, mm. yeah, anti, yeah, anti <laughs> them getting not removed. You're anti yeah. them getting. So you think they should be removed? Quite, quite. Yes, yeah. So they all like uh, Isle of Man cats. Yeah. Why don't you want cats to have balance? Um, I think they're too balanced. Mm. Yes, that's think... fair though. That is fair. I think it gives them an unfair advantage over the rest of uh, God's creatures. What's the highest point you've fallen off of, Stuart? Oh, I just okay. think of cats and how they can flip around and land on their feet. How high? I've, well, I've, not, I've never asked this to anyone before. How, what's the highest you've fallen off? <laughs> can I answer for my dad first? Oh, okay. Sure. This has never happened <laughs> that's, before. That's, that's I've never how we it. prefer it on Bud <laughs> yeah, Pop. Yeah, why not? Dad first. And then <laughs> we, call it dad went... we call it father's answer. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, father's answer, and then you may. Uh... It's a logical fallacy, isn't it? The, uh, the father's answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, uh, there's, 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 it's quoted a lot in Hansard in Parliament, where people say, oh, the honourable members merely given father's answer to my question. <laughs> when when my dad was six or seven maybe eight he um fell out of a first floor window wow. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> he fell <laughs> why am i finding it so funny? like you know how ralph <laughs> falls oh, just... <laughs> no when he i think he gets thrown and he just sort of goes head first into the ground yeah but he also fell through a greenhouse whoa head, head oh first God. into the ground <laughs> and it's so funny to think about a like a, ch a small child falling out of a first floor window and just completely rigid not even considering what's about to happen going head first through a greenhouse like into the floor <laughs> and he was okay like, like a sort of lollipop um, no he died oh wow he died but Luckily, he um, he uploaded at his seven years old. He'd put his sperm to one side. <laughs> <laughs> they froze his testicles there in the greenhouse. This is something I've always wondered about because we it happens a lot in films. Like someone, or like the good guys, will fall out of a building, and then they'll smash through a glass roof. 
and then they'll land mm. in the bit under the glass roof. And I always think, did the glass roof make it worse or better, actually? Because I think sometimes, you think, <laughs> yeah. oh, maybe that makes it better because it slowed you down. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of resistance. If you hit on your back, like if you landed it on your back, like not with your face because then it would get cut. But if it was on your back, then yeah, it would surely slow you down. And as long as you were lucky with the shards. Mm. And if you were wearing your famous double denim, I think that might That would really help, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. what it's made for? To be durable. Um, okay. I've never worn double denim. Okay, so we know how we know how high um, Stuart's dad has fallen, hmm. and he was fine. No, he uh, he was in hospital for a couple of months. Oh, okay, I think. that's he fractured bad. collarbone. Yeah, that sounds bad. And then, when much later in his life, he found that he'd like there was a, a vertebra <sighs> issue, and basically. Oh, no, no. You know, there's a little spike, like a little thing that your skull sits on. Yeah. That had, had shorn ah, off no. the little part, like the pivot point. No. And so he went through the majority of his adult life, like going on roller coasters. And no. uh, he, was a, he was a pilot and, you know, doing wild things, but basically always one wrong movement away from just snapping his uh, spinal cord. Ugh. Ugh. Wow! So your 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 dad essentially nailed Final Destination. Yeah, he did <laughs> yeah. Final Destination. Yeah, yeah. The Grim Reaper took one look at him and went, "Cool, done," and then just moved straight on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I put him through the greenhouse, and that's all it said on the contract. <laughs> the rest of it is not my problem. You can just figure it out for himself. I got I got rid of that little bit at the top of his neck. So, uh, yep, he's definitely dead. Matter of time. Matter of time. That's what I reckon. That's astonishing. God Almighty. Mm. Um, well, oh, and yeah, quite impressive. That, well, so happy to hear about your dad surviving your fall and thriving, mm. yeah, and yeah. and arguably doing more with his neck than me. In the end, yes, yeah. So you're famously neck. Yeah, no, you? I keep that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I barely <laughs> turn around. I don't look around. If I hear a voice behind <laughs> me, I just have to hope it's not important. Yeah, that's why now that's why all of Phil's meetings have to be in rooms with windows that look out over the city. Yeah, so I can. <laughs> so if anyone addresses something to you, you can you can just stay at the window, and it seems enigmatic yeah. instead of insane. That's right. It looks like I'm. It looks like powerful instead of I just can't turn around. Or I don't want to. I'm too scared. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The highest I. It's I why feel you like have to stop being I've friends with Bonnie Tyler, like, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the arguments gosh <laughs> i once i was i was running around town as a teenager with a couple of pals at night and for some reason we had is to, this a rap uh, yeah it's the start <laughs> of my sitcom um <laughs> it was like the th fresh prince of bel-air theme gym. and <laughs> running around town with a couple of pals like I was in the 1980s when I twisted my neck and it got real bad <laughs> and there's one point where we had to climb over like a brick wall to get out of a, a park or a graveyard or something on, out onto the street and yeah. I, I was a bit tipsy but I thought I can do this this is fine and I jumped off the top of this wall and I don't know you, you know when you, when, when you have to drop down from somewhere a bit higher than normal you think it's gonna be fine, and then there's a so there's a moment as you're dropping where you, where you where you, your mind goes, "This is going on a bit longer than yeah. I thought it would." <laughs> this is actually taking like yeah. a microsecond longer than I had hoped, and you you start yeah. like going, "Oh God, what's this impact gonna be like?" And you you landing just concertina like a cartoon, just go slunk. That's the yeah, highest I, I can remember dropping. 
there's that, there's <laughs> yeah. that extra second where, where you go, oh, this will be fine. It's not fine. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you think, like, so that, that would, dropping that I'm much feels that feels like that. Can you imagine dropping, like, oh, dropping any higher? Mm-mm. Any higher than, like, I, five feet. Five feet feels like... That feels like that's a big force when you hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever see that story about the, the someone someone jumped off a skyscraper or fell out of a window on a skyscraper and they landed on like a kind of like not the ground but like a kind of tin roof under the tall building. It was in the far east somewhere and they slammed into it and they survived. They had like bruises and some broken bones, but it was like twenty stories or something. There's a whoa, few whoa, there's whoa. a few cases of people surviving it and you just think, what is that? Do, you must dream about that for the rest of your life, guess right? Tin, All your falling tin dreams is pretty are idealistic. Ideal, right? Because you dissipate it's a crumple zone, so you dissipate that energy throughout the metal. Yeah, that would be the perfect thing to land on, maybe. Good. Also, I, also, I guess it, solid. I, after a point, it doesn't matter how high you fall from because you've you've hit your terminal velocity, and if you, oh, it'll be the same if you yeah. jump out of a plane or if you jump out of a particular floor of a, floor of a building. That's true. That's what you tell all those poor people, Phil. In, a, in an attempt to <laughs> seduce them into getting into the plane, <laughs> that would be good you if you went skydiving. Your privilege and the guy was there. like, "Look, at a certain point, it doesn't actually. It could just. It's the same as it's just a big building. <laughs> You're gonna splat. So there's no. You may as well splat from uh, inside this plane. Oh man, God, I've I've jumped from um, a, a sort of a, a breakwater, a breakwater, like a concrete. Um, you know, like in a bay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, this yeah, from yeah. The sailing days. Why? Wh- this is <laughs> a breakwater. I don't understand what a breakwater is. It's like um, they they put it in to create a, a safer version of a bay. You oh, know, like yes, 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 yes. It, it goes sort of in like, like a becomes kind like of wall. the gates of the of the sea. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can be harbor. flat on top and have benches on, and yeah, and, you know, you can walk on them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. There's one in the. Um, I think it must have been Port Erin on the Isle of Man, where people would, when the tide was in, so it wasn't like really high, people would would go tombstoning off the tip of the breakwater into the into the bay because it was very deep. So you wouldn't like the water bit was fine, but and tombstoning is I, going straight down, like leg straight. I think so. Or just jumping into water from a cliffy thing. I don't. Know, I've never was never mm. clear on what it was supposed to be like technically, but how did it get its name? <laughs> Sorry, could I? <laughs> you didn't say any questions, but you stopped talking, so I thought it would be a good time to ask. <laughs> How? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question. Well, it's not really a question. It's a thought that I've had that I'd like to express to this room full of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to tell a short story. Where I'm <laughs> to a scientist at the front of the yeah, room. Yeah, where I'm a main character. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So that, I don't know how high that must have been. Seven feet, six. Well, so I, I'm going to probably... This is this is going to be a big clang, I guess. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be me tombstoning in a celeb reference. Well, it's Joel Domit's wedding. There you go. Went to Joel Domit's Did wedding. Did you jump off of Joel Domit? Mykonos. And we jumped off of Joel Domit. Did you jump off one of his biceps? Foot. Oh, my God. Is this God. the highest right, we point? Right, we... <laughs> <laughs> we did one morning on this private beach that they had oh at God. this hotel. They, him and his CrossFit buddies were doing a CrossFit session. So I thought I'd join them, just see how I coped. <laughs> and it, as they all one by one just took their shirts off to get started at like 8 a.m. on this private beach, just staring at them thinking, 
well, this is not going to go well. (laughs) (laughs) Just in a UFC ring. (laughs) Oh, no. And they, they all lined up. So they... On the beach, they had like cut out logs as like tables, so it was like that sort of vibe, big like chunk, chunky logs, right. um, and they all had theirs to do their squats where you, you hold onto the log, and then they just got got one out. They found the smallest one on the beach to hand to me. Here you go. <laughs> Here's your little your little training log. Um, I think I saw. But there was uh, a bit out to sea. Oh, I think I, <laughs> this is such a dumb thing to interrupt you for. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I saw chunky logs at the Camden Roundhouse. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. So they got you the they got you the least chunky chunky log. Yeah, and um, it was it was very demoralising. As part of mm-hmm. the part of it was to swim out to this, uh, I'd say maybe fifteen foot, twenty foot high cliff part. Yeah, which you could climb up. Um, you swim out to there and back. Then you do your squats. And then you back out and back um but later on in the day people were jumping off of that whilst hammered and i i think i managed to get up to about seven eight feet and then i was like you know what who am i trying to impress right now yeah this is terrifying just being stood here i'm gonna just do a dainty little jump yeah (laughs) and then just go about my life but yeah tombstoning it, it was named with a very good reason, it's tombstoning. So dangerous. I, yeah, I, I like assume six or seven feet above water. Like the Undertaker. Yeah, I, I, it's not just like because you're going headfirst vertically down. Because you're 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 you're, oh. you're putting you're placing yourself like a tombstone into the sea. Yeah. Yeah. Then maybe that's right? it. Yeah. I don't think it's but, just um, like you're killing yourself. <clears throat> but a lot of people are, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> Isn't the scary thing about the sea? And we all agreed that it's that we don't know what's under that. First We've all layer. agreed. <laughs> we, We've all we all agreed, agree, right, guys? I mean, <laughs> stop me if you don't. Stop me if you disagree. But I don't know yeah. what's down Look, there. I, I, I don't want to be giving father's answer. Here, but, uh, <laughs> the fact is, we don't have a blimmin' clue. I, I find the sea. I find the sea. Uh, Spooky. I don't like it. I don't like open water. I don't want to ever go scuba diving. Yeah, horrible. So spooky. Horrible. I just imagine yeah, like idea... a kraken coming up all the time. Oh. Mm. At least at least if you're in some spooky woods, it's it's 360 degrees around you. It's not above and below and at like a weird angle that's just only if you had an eye in your ankle you could see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're you're not in like a ball of terror or space. Yeah, and also all of that strength that I've already expressed that I have. Is somewhat useful when I'm on land. Yes. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. There's nothing. There's. A, you, you, I get what. How strong are humans percentage-wise in water <laughs> yeah. compared to land? Yeah. It's, it's like it's like saying, uh, okay, the threat could come from any direction. Um, they are probably about as fast as a, a, a car in a parking lot, minimum. <laughs> Maybe a car in a school zone. Um, essentially, it's a, a missile with teeth on the end. And uh, you're in slow motion. Enjoy. Now, even the best swimmer in the world, even like Michael Phelps is the equivalent of the worst shark. He is like the, a loser shark. He's the yeah. shark they leave behind. If, if Michael Phelps was a dolphin, they'd have considered killing him out of consideration for the safety for the rest of the pod. <laughs> go, we can't have Michael Phelps with us. He makes us more vulnerable. Cool fact, 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you believe that dolphins save people's lives? Like, if you're out at sea, would you... Would you go like, I have heard this happen and jump on a dolphin? Or would you wait for like a signal from them? Like a click, click, click? You know what? It would it would depend on what part of the world I was in. Wow. Because I, not... I reckon, I reckon dolphins do save humans' lives if you're in the part of the world where their experience of humans is, is tourists <laughs> and people who are dying who want to swim with them. And like feeding them and stroking them. And so in dolphins' heads, it's like, right, the boats have free food and stuff, you know, like the free food people. Whereas if I was in a part of the world where dolphins were just stabbed with boat motors and stuff <laughs> and just like hunted, like J- you know, Japan or Florida or somewhere horrible, I'd be like, uh-uh, they're going to they're gonna leave me to die here or they're going to bump me to death with their weird noses. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to leap on now- them. <laughs> Didn't Dick Van Dyke get rescued by a dolphin? <laughs> yes, what? Did. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was brought us ashore what? by a dolphin. I forgot this story. Stu, could you, could you enlighten me? That's not his film, birthing please? story. He wasn't brought by the dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't remember the details, but he was out. Let me have a quick little Dick Van Dyke dolphin. Wow, what a <laughs> dolphin. Dick Van Dyke legend. Poor Poises rescue Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Mary Poppins star feared dead after apparently falling asleep on his surfboard, but friendly sea creatures pushed him to shore. He fell asleep on a surfboard. Yeah, I was (laughs) going to say how 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 much of a chill surfer dude do you have to be to (laughs) fall asleep on a surfboard? Oh, it is boring out here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeesh! I've never been more knackered in my life than I am on this surfboard. When I was a kid, I thought that was such a good impression. I assumed it was an amazing Cockney accent that Dick Van Dyke did in Mary Poppins. When, how old were you when you first met a Cockney? Oh, very say? old, I guess. Like That's a good question. Oh, gosh. must have been like... My, <laughs> yeah, that is... When I'm 19? When I, first time I went to, came to London, maybe? I don't know. Oh, my word. We, what was it like? Bright lights? Did you go to the starry West End? The glittering West End. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I went everywhere by London Eye, and uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I went everywhere by the sights, the city seeing, city sightseeing branded buses. I thought that was the only way you could get around. <laughs> you thought those were just the normal buses, yeah. and you're like, Jesus, this is expensive, but it's, it's so informative. <laughs> what's the quickest? What's the quickest way to get from South Bank? Up into the air and then back to South Bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we visited South Bank. We visited the sky above South Bank. <laughs> I, uh, I, I thought I'd met a Cockney because an art teacher, <laughs> an art teacher, 
We had an art teacher at school who we all accused of being a sort of cockney fishwife, but she was just from Essex. Yeah, that's a confusing one. Because we were, because yeah, we were up north, Essex. and so we, as far as we were concerned, she was like, she was practically the hitcher from the mighty Bush. You know, she was just <laughs> so from the south. She's and like, so yeah, we, Nancy we from Oliver like, Twist, basically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so we would make all these jokes to her, but. She's just from like, you know, Essex or, you know, Surrey or just somewhere, just some general estuary accent. So she was always just completely baffled by them. And she'd be like, I'm not a Cockney. And we'd be like, oh, that sounded awful like a Cockney <laughs> saying that. And just continually reference apples and pears or whatever. And it wasn't, it was so, from her point of view, it was so inaccurate that she wasn't even annoyed. Yeah. Like where, but why would she even be? It was just wrong. Yeah. It wasn't like, whereas insulting. like, like, yeah, like, like you in Malaysia with Dick Van Dyke, it, we we were just like, this is it. This is what it is. Yeah. So how old were you when you met a Cockney? My my dad's side are all uh, were Peckham, which I think counts as Cockney. I think I thought so. It was, That's Bo, Bo Bo Bells. Can you hear Bo Bells from Peckham? I, I think I think you can. They they love all that Roman slang, and then whenever you'd go to like big family events, you know, like funerals or fight um (laughs) they they have one of their favorite things to do was write down on a big uh, on a bit of paper they found uh the letters m a b and then it's a big horse and then they'd point they'd show it to someone and say can you can you say that out loud and they'd go um m a b it's a big horse and then the rest the rest of the room would go it's because i'm a londoner what what Mab, it's a big horse. I'm a Londoner. Mab, it's a big horse. Uh, maybe, maybe it's, it's because. Oh. Maybe a big. It's a big. Co- I, I, I still don't really get it. It's a big. <laughs> they loved but it. It's, they it's loved a big it horse. So sounds much. like it's because. Oh, Mab, yes. Mab, so Mab, maybe. And what's that from? Maybe it's because. Maybe I'm, I'm, it's I'm, because I'm a Londoner. Is that a song? Because all the Cockney songs start with the vowels. Maybe. Yeah. Instead of maybe, yeah, yeah, it's like, it. yeah, maybe there's that weird ah. sound. Yeah, yeah, okay. I lo- so I think that gives them their Cockney cards. <laughs> that sounds pretty Cockney to me. And also, I can't say Cockney cards without ma- making without going more Cockney. Yeah, also Cockney cards. Uh, listeners, you can't see us. You we're all on a Zoom, but when he said Cockney cards, he winked and jumped in the air, and his heels did a, a little click. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I've just got to finish eating these eels. <laughs> Have you eaten eels? No way. Why? No way am I doing what? that. What? Scary. Scary? What if they've been jellied and they're helpless? <laughs> yeah, I'm not scared that they're alive and they're going to sit inside me and grow, like in that Rugrats episode where they ate a seed. <laughs> I did. I I, I was on um, uh, the show Unforgivable, Unforgivable with Mel Gidroich on Dave, and I was on with mm-hmm. Harry Redknapp. Who, um, that's him in it, the football manager. The, um, and he, his, he's very cockney, and his story, one of his stories, is literally about being left in charge with a bucket of jelly deals by a cabbie. And it's like, did you make this up? Just we believe it. You're cockney, whatever. You don't even make up this story. <laughs> that's like a story that Amazon Prime would invent using key words. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's like, a, yeah, if Harry Redknapp was some sort of Cockney Terminator sent from the future, they sort of program it with like a cabbie, eels, um, oh, your old man, uh, uh, Lam- Lambeth, say Lambeth. Oh, they love doing the Lambeth walk. <laughs> they do the Lambeth walk all the, all the time. What is that? Is it you like you, 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 like you have your do. arms up or something? And you do a little strut? Yeah, and you're like step, your legs are stepping across each other's sort of... Is it, do they do, they, you know, like the monkeys. Hey, hey, we're the yeah. monkeys. They do that leg stepping oh. across each other. Yeah, yeah. Where they line up. I'm pretty sure they used to do that for doing the Lambeth walk as well. Yeah. But I think it was all just sort of as soon as everyone was like, yeah, we're Londoners. How, how... <laughs> then they just, it was you do whatever you like then. And then you can How does an area it? come up with a walk? Like, what was it about the terrain <laughs> of Lambeth that required this particular gait? Or was it just, just the quickest way of getting pavement. around? Yeah, I'm just really narrow and narrow. <laughs> if if you if uh, in those days all of Lambeth was some um, rope bridges, so the, the locals the locals naturally. Uh... <laughs> Stu, do you think there is a cultural link? Do you think that you're a digital Cockney? Because Ooh. much like a much like a, a a a clever Cockney marketplace guy. You've you've crafted your tweets, and with a with a mm. with a nudge and a wink and a bit of charm, you've managed to sell them as 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 events to Unilad and <laughs> and Twitter at large. <laughs> you say I'm like Alan Sugar with an Amstrad in the back of my van. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And you can come up with a little story like, uh, tell you what, it was just it was just bird, right? Put a plate on another bird's table, and then I, what, what I did, and then you've got like everyone sort of enthralled because there's this kind of You've inherited this Cockney charm. Do you think that that's a part of it? Or do you think you're breaking away from your roots? Yeah, I think <laughs> problem is now that now that we're talking about this 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 side of the family, I keep I'm dropping my ths. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm leaning into it more and more. Yeah, now. yeah. Um, I definitely. So the uh, the dirty plates cafe drama. Yeah, was a real thing that happened, but then obviously I just went. Well, that can't just be it, right? Yeah. This thing that happened, and then I had to leave the cafe. So you just got to expand oh, on it. Oh yeah, the dirty plates tweets. I yeah, I, I thought those. it was gobsmacking. The initial incident was enough to gobsmack me. But everyone says like, "Oh, it, what a surprise that these things always happen to comedians about stuff like that." And you're like, "Well, yeah, because we're trained to to tell stories." What what off yeah. of a small thing? What what happened again? With the, remind me what happened with the the dirty plates lady. Just, just a I first, a first instance. A, a woman. I was in an empty cafe. I saw a woman move dirty plates from the table she wanted to sit on to the only other table that was occupied. It was another woman's <laughs> <laughs> table. <laughs> Astonishing. Astonishing. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Oh, Such a fuck you. <laughs> and how did this lady um, react to was at the occupied table? She looked absolutely flummoxed, like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and then started moving them back to the original table. Okay. And so then they were just moving plates back and forth between their own tables. That's bizarre. When there was, like, ten other tables that were completely empty and there was staff just standing around not doing anything. That's Amazing. astonishing. But but you say, like, where people say, well, these things always happen to comedians. And part of it is, as you say, we're the ones who are trained and have to make our money by telling stories that are small things. But also we're the ones who by virtue of trying to look for things are observing we're actually looking around 
mm. and noticing these things and stuff. Whereas, um, I mean, some people are better at it than others. Uh, Phil, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we all know Jason from from Daphne, Jason Forbes, who is in mm. uh, the sketch group Daphne with you, Phil. He has this incredible luck or not luck, depending on how you view it, with nutters and overhearing yeah. astonishing bits of conversation. Every and... time you every time you see him, he's got some story about some crazy person who came up to him and him specifically and did something insane. Yeah. Glenn Moore, Glenn Moore has that as well. He describes crazy people as being like, um, you know, when you're, you're on like the upper level of a bus or in a, in, a, in a room or whatever, and then like a wasp comes in. Mm. And, and he's the guy who, when he sees it and goes, oh, no, there's a wasp. The wasp immediately so almost like hears that thought and goes, and just goes right, right <laughs> for him. But that, but for crazy people, crazy people just sense something about Glenn or Jason and they just go, this is who I will deliver my my craziness to today i will hand them a slice of crazy pie whereas um, i don't think that many funny things happen to me or around me like i don't my my stand-ups not really stories it's just like thoughts well your, your funny things are internally produced yeah um, yeah well they're about they're about you and the way you see the world and stuff like it's not like someone comes up to you and then that gave you the thought you 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 pondered I think you're a pondering I think I also do avoid I actively avoid potentially funny situations because I can't <laughs> yeah. be asked yeah. I've seen <laughs> I've seen Phil refuse to get into a car and into a pub when there was a priest and a rabbi uh, <laughs> in there already <laughs> I've seen you hold your hands up and go oh. No, 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 I can't, no, I can't be seen. I can't be seen here. I, I know where this is going. <laughs> Phil, the number of banana peels you've picked up off the floor and carefully put in the bin, honestly. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, uh, content, <laughs> Stu, you've got some. You've got an, a new piece of online content. Uh, online content. Yes. Finally, someone's had the courage to, to do try it. it. See if it works. I mean, <laughs> people usually go online to you know send emails or discover you know search up information they need or do research. But you've decided that you're going to put something funny on there. <laughs> yeah. Now I think p- listeners to this will have to bear with me, but it is funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It, <laughs> okay. Well, that's. That's, that's Keep quite talking. hubristic, actually. Is, <laughs> no, it is funny. We've, it is we, funny. We've seen it. It is funny. We can we can officially recommend it to oh. BudPod listeners. Um, Thank goodness. Tell us. Tell it's us. called Grave New World. Yeah, that's it. Grave New World. And it it's a four part series, uh, like fifteen minute episodes, so short episodes. It's sort of like a panorama, sort of Horizon special, but about what life after lockdown is going to be like. So you know, we haven't been to the cinema. We haven't been to theme parks. We haven't been to the petrol stations for for months and how all these normal things that we took for granted have now changed so obviously it's a a stupid sort of slight alternate reality yeah it's like an absurd it's kind of like a time trumpet time trumpet but looking forward i guess yes yeah yeah that's in fact you know what that's the that's the best way i've heard to describe (laughs) it as you release a show that's a ostensibly about a virus that has killed almost three million people in the world yeah you think how do we market this as a comedy (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing dude like it it sort of is the central um what's the word dilemma for comedians i guess anyone really creating anything at the moment is how much to address the pandemic how and we're trying to guess like are people going to be interested hearing more about something they've had to endure for a year and a half at least Mm -hmm. 
well, or will you know will they want to just hear, forget about it and move on and try and act like life is back to normal again? Well, I guess you've very also, much you know dive you've tombstoned headfirst yeah. into the idea that people will want to hear about the pandemic. Yeah, and it's also difficult as well where you say oh it, it, it's killed this many people, but the trouble is that we, especially anyone in the West is used to talking about events that kill a large number of people as not being events that they were also in. Mm. Whereas World War II killed lots of people, but because it involved everyone, mm -hmm. there were World War II comedies about World War II coming out in the late 40s and even in the 50s because everyone felt a sense of ownership over the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. People could say, well, I was in the war. We were all in the war. You know, let's, let's have a laugh about it or let's make fun of certain elements of it. Whereas but we're war... used to it being something like... The war in, in in Afghanistan, so you can't. That doesn't belong to you. That belongs to the sort of eight thousand people who were ever there. Whereas yeah. this is for everyone. Like, I think um, you. I think your 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 thing is going to be is going to be popular because it's about everyone and the civilian effect. Well, that's a kind thing to say, and I think it, it does make me more aware of why on the fifteenth September two thousand and one, my what are skyscrapers now like comedy series. <laughs> didn't really <laughs> go down very well your, your observational comedy about uh new airport security um i hope i hope i hope so, so that's funny isn't it the, the more people you know so what you're saying pierre is actually yeah. the mathematical rule is the more people a disaster kills the more appropriate it is to joke about it the more the more people per head of the population as spread out right okay if it's all in one place, then it's still no, no. That's true, and that's why Diana jokes are still not okay. Yeah, that yeah, that's why no one's ever told a number. Diana joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas if everyone lost an uncle to something, everyone, then yeah. everyone's yeah. allowed to make jokes if they feel like they can, because it's everyone's, right? That would have been such a absolutely incredible little detail at the end of uh, Infinity War, <laughs> if. <laughs> <laughs> And I was clicking his fingers, killed everyone's uncle. <laughs> and, well, and then they realized the glove was set to uncle. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a, um, a dial that says uncle, everyone, princess Diana. There's just all these God children. Yeah. <laughs> to, to kill all the uncles, instead of snapping his fingers, he has to do an I got your nose. With the glove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Stu, Grave New World, where and when can BudPod listeners find this, for goodness sake? <laughs> so on March 31st on Vimeo On Demand, we're releasing uh, it there for episodes you can buy or rent. Um, and after that, we are releasing it elsewhere. We can't confirm where that is, but Vimeo On Demand is like the first release, and then it's going to go wider after that. Nice. Um, but basically, Vimeo On Demand is is your way of actually, you get a better profit share there. It's a kinder to the creator Ooh. than anywhere else. Be kind to your creators, everyone. Please be kind to your Cockney creators. <laughs> <laughs> so there's four episodes... Yeah, four episodes. It's sort of um, it's all about sort of emerging after after lockdowns, and so we've got like interviews with like experts in it, so relationship experts played by Sadia Azmat, 
your risk analyst is played by Rose Johnson. Your fizzy drinks expert is James Acaster. Your conspiracy nutter is Heidi Regan. Great. Nice. Um, so everyone's really like playing reports. towards their strengths in this. Yeah. Um, uh, James's character is called Fizz Gamble. Oh. So a little something there for anyone who knows of of James's one of James's friends. A little something there for people who've who've heard of the little known podcast Off Menu. Hmm. Where uh, I know what it is. where they once mentioned Bud Pod accidentally. What was this again? And do you remember this? That someone they were talking about chocolate and Ed and James. Some one of them went to you know when a chocolate comes in a what is it a bud and then James went pod and someone clipped that <laughs> and, and tw- someone clipped that as if it was them kind of uh, kind of secretly acknowledging uh, bud, bud. bud. And did your uh, listeners just go through the roof? Yeah, yeah, that? yeah. Really Actually, did. I was going to say earlier with the viral thing, you can see on the Bud Pod listener graph the Tom Hiddleston video coming out. It is just like a needle in the in the chart. Just shoo, yeah, it comes straight back down once people yeah. realize this podcast has nothing to do with Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All vitamins. <laughs> All vitamins. That's my entire Twitter experience. Is just every now and then, like a huge bump in my followers, yeah. followed by six months of dwindling as they realize, oh, he doesn't always tweet about dirty plates, or he doesn't always <laughs> tweet videos of him calling a mobile phone number that a horse answers yeah. well yeah that's the mad it, thing about like twitter at the moment uh, or like now it's like you from time to time you see you know how what's this face said um in the future everyone will be famous for 15 minutes andy warhol it's, yeah, yeah. When, who said that now uh it's uh, andy warhol wasn't it mm, couldn't be <laughs> now what i was trying to do there was like a joke about how the guy who said that wasn't famous enough to be remembered <laughs> but it, it was difficult to sort of get that james quite for some reason andy Warhol andy Warhol is one of those names that i can never remember and i know him i know i know all his quotes i have so many quotes that i know that andy Warhol said but every time i bring him up i have to go what is his fucking name it's because i don't encounter the name warhol enough in everyday life but yeah. anyway um i think now it's like everyone will be viral for a tweet and you, you'll, you'll see a tweet that's got literally 100,000 retweets. It's seen by more people yeah. on the internet that day than any other page. And you click on the account and they have 4,000 followers. Yeah. And it doesn't go up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's as if now Twitter used to be someone kind of stepping forward from the crowd and saying, I'm Spartacus, and everyone would, would, would follow them <laughs> as the leader. Whereas now it's someone who steps up and goes, I'm Spartacus, and everyone goes, oh! And then they just go back to whatever they were doing before, and yeah. And at some point they go, "Hi, oh, remember that guy who was Spartacus?" That was quite funny. He's like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And, the, and the only person who makes money out of it is uh, BuzzFeed at the end of the year. Yeah, where yeah. They do uh, twelve best Spartacuses month <laughs> by month. <laughs> Phil, you must get uh, the Hiddleston must get into those BuzzFeed lists quite regularly. I'm, I'm, you can suddenly get a bump. I never see. I never see it reference really i think like the it's on poke YouTube, I remember on, said, it's on youtube on an account that's not yours oh okay oh yeah that's good as, as like an account that just generally puts viral content up as a kind of look at this you know yeah yeah, yeah. i think you i think you just sign up for that if you put some if you make something you put on twitter you sign up for the the understanding that people will just take it and when when you when you put up the, the hiddleston video you were like uh what's his face inventing the internet this is for everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's nuts. It's, I mean, more people quote that to me than say, my live at the Apollo set. You know, there's yeah. we're, like the time has gone where, you know, the most you'd be seen on is like one of the big TV shows. Now yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, people say Tom Hiddleston to me more than anything else, yeah. really. I mean, it's that and then the Taskmaster outfit. Yeah. Those are the two things people say to me. It's it's also like, it, it's amazing what people are more likely to watch or send. I've I've been on TV a, a couple of times, but um, the only time where people have actively texted photos of their television to me and my mum and like my friends saying, "Is this your friend?" was when I had a three minute bit on a "Do we remember the Big Bang Theory?" or, or like. <laughs> I had to sit in a chair and, and remember my favorite moments from the Big Bang. I remember <laughs> this. Yeah. Man, and, oh, and man. People, like, like within minutes of it airing, like, my dad, my mom and dad's, like, neighbor was, like, ringing them and be like, ah, ah, just, that, that got way more social coverage than anything I've ever done that I am, you know, actually and proud of. And in retrospect, Pierre, was that exposure worth people now thinking you like a Big Bang Theory? <laughs> it's a it's a deal with the devil it's a, it's a deal with the devil that's for sure um i i once did arnie's greatest stunts which was um <laughs> arnold schwarzenegger apparently Thank at some god because you've always been going on about it that's why i asked you what the highest point you ever jumped off of was because <laughs> i'm just always thinking about stunts and uh, yeah i was one of the talking heads and talked about like this wasn't even stunts that Arnold Schwarzenegger has done. Is the idea was that these were just general stunts that apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger really likes. And at <laughs> some point, he put in a voiceover and said, at number 15 is the guy who jumped with a motorbike. Off a... And so I just had to talk about a guy jumping a canyon with a motorbike. Like, it was a formative experience in my life when I saw that. Mm. But you, you just have to play the game, man. You just I, have to play the game. I, I, I asked. I said that with the Big Bang Theory, I watched it when I was in school because it's been on for so long. And I, as a teenager, I watched it. And then I just didn't. And I was like, is that okay? I mean, I'm not like up to date or anything. And they were like, yeah, 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 blah, 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 blah. But then they <laughs> would still ask me about stuff like way beyond. So I had to like, <laughs> I had to style it out where they were like, what about that episode where Howard invented a robot hand that he wanked himself off with at the end of the episode? And I genuinely was going to go, oh, fuck you. Like, Shut up. That didn't <laughs> it did. That happened in an episode. Have you seen the uh, uh, Big Bang Theory clip with where all the laughter's removed, yes. but Ricky Gervais's laughter is added? <laughs> yeah. That's genuinely one time that I went viral when I posted that link to it so i didn't steal the content i wouldn't i wouldn't do anything like that but sarah silverman retweeted me and she doesn't follow me wow well, and then suddenly but it's weird when you're going viral for someone else's sharing a link to someone else's content yeah that's why yeah, it's, yeah. It's great content. Where people love quote tweeting mm. this <laughs> this i do that occasionally i'll do a um omg who made this and it will just be like um a video which is just like the latest Star Wars trailer or <laughs> <laughs> OMG who made this or just uh, the shard <laughs> who made this um, well thanks very much for, for coming on Stu and so okay so March the 31st on Vimeo on, on demand Vimeo 
Vimeo on demand. So you could go to gravenewworldseries.com and it will be there. Nice. Um, it's actually some of the bits from it, some of the reports like going to the cinema was born from viral threads that I did. Uh, yeah. So I did like a thread yeah. that was like, for the first time in four months, I went to the cinema yesterday yeah. and this is how that normal experience is now different. Um, so yeah, it's available there for quite a low price. Support your creators. That's right. Blah, blah, blah. And um, you've made it in, I guess, probably pre-testing times. Uh, to be filming things with actual human beings in them. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, that was part of the way that I could get people to be in it for, um, in in otherwise very difficult circumstances where they were like, what, so I would be in a room with another person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. Whatever you want. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing Arnie's Greatest Stunts again next week just so I can <laughs> talk to a sound great man himself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, th- yeah, thanks so much for coming on, man. And yeah, um, thanks everyone, so much do check out. A huge fan of the pod. Do check out Grave New World, and we're huge fans of your stuff. Uh, That's true. Now, uh, can I do a shout out? Uh, if anybody out there do, does want to listen to a good podcast, check out Bud Pod. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. That, now that's character. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, um, no, that's character. That's loyalty. <laughs> I might send in some correspondence actually at some point because it would be fun to have that read out in about six months' time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. When it's when it's when it's uh, contextually baffling. Yeah, are we going to do it in reply to this? I'll explain whether or not someone from Peckham is in fact a cockney. Yes, yes. Okay, great. That sounds good. All right. Thanks very much right. for coming. Thanks on, to man. you. Have a good one. Thank you. And goodbye, Bye. everybody. Enjoy. Bye, even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.